It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All-star break is over. What's up, Bobby? And we get a big bounce night. I saw Wobe calling it the bounce night because of the rest after the all-star break. And Mm. this was certainly it. Threes falling on both sides at rates. I can't remember uh, either team or, uh, you know, two teams matching each other tit for tat in a game uh, with all those threes back and forth. Uh, Celtics end up finishing with uh, 18. Pacers hit 22. So it's a ridiculous shooting night for both these teams. Both shoot 44% from three. Uh, big charge, 15-point swing out of halftime. Led the Pacers back into the game after they trailed by 16 early. Uh, had some le- chances to take leads late. They had the last shot. Halliburton fired up a three at the end of regulation. And then the Celtics end up taking it here in overtime. Jimmy Toscano. Thank you, dude. I was wondering if you were going to introduce me. Or I have to introduce myself. Vacation continues for everybody else. Uh, we got Tim Ama <laughs> here producing. Um, John, know, John is on uh, administrative leave. <laughs> we'll call it that. We'll start some rumors. John's. Yeah. Uh, John, well, we think he'll be back. We're not entirely sure what what's going on with him. TBD. Load management, as somebody in the in the comments say. Yeah, load management's for John. But, we don't um, know. So. Your guess is as good as ours. Yeah, sabbatical. Be back where he is. <laughs> but this game, Jimmy, where are you going first on this one? Where am I going first? I don't. I don't know. I mean, this was a fun game. Um, a lot of back and forth. I thought the Celtics had multiple opportunities to just sort of put their foot on the Pacers' throat. But you got to give Indy credit. Um, they kept coming back. Um, they they've got shooters on this team, man. They've got. Um, you know, a number of guys who can just fill it up. Obviously, Halliburton's one of them. Um, our, our old friend, who I, I think some of us are still wondering if the Celtics are going to trade for, uh, Miles Turner. He's been, he's been in rumors for like a decade now, I think, uh, to Boston. Uh, but he had a hell of a night from three. So, um, Pacers did what they do, but the Celtics, um, you know, on a night where Jason Tatum wasn't really um, super sharp, uh, he did everything else he needed to do. Uh, creating second chance opportunities, going to the hoop, getting to the line, fired, uh, you know, fired up tonight. Um, I like the energy from the team. So this was a good first game back from the break. You know, sometimes you don't really know what you're going to get. They've been away. They've been on the beach. They're, they, you know, they, they've they've been at All Star Weekend. Everyone um, looked fresh. Yeah, they did look fresh. I mean, for the most part, I would say everyone sloppy, fresh. but fresh. Good shot. Sloppy. Making. I mean, yeah, you, you had you had a couple of really bad turnovers at the end of the fourth quarter again. Um, in, in a situation where could you have called the timeout? Sure. I mean, were they in transition? Yeah. So I'm not like as 
hung up. Brown's on not flying up the court. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you would stop that play. He just made a bad right. decision. Passing yeah, he it. was looking for Horford, and then Tatum, you know, tried to go to the rim, and he was met. Uh, clean play, and, and he tried to get out of it and turned it over. So a couple of bad turnovers, um, but the Celtics kept it going in the in overtime, and um, you know got a big one here. So I don't know. One of I those mean, games. Uh, yeah, one of those it, games where you had some help from some of the other guys the too. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I know, know you want to talk about Hauser at some point, who we thought all had a solid night tonight um, yeah. off the bench. Three and D guy, uh, all of a sudden three blocks, a um, couple of shots. So. Um, he's somebody that, you know, he's been hit or miss this year, you know, pun intended. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm at the point where I'm quote unquote relying on him yet, but on a night like tonight, he shows that he can, he can keep up on the defensive end. You know, he's not a liability certainly out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is one of those. Chase down one, a big play too. I think yeah, in the third on quarter. Neesmith, he got Neesmith on a, on a chase down. And then I forget who we got on the block there. But, um, yeah, I mean, he made his presence felt. He had a good plus-minus at one point. I don't know how that ended up. Um, but uh, I like the effort overall tonight. Um, I thought, you know, again, Rob started. But, you know, I, I can't say that, again, it was similar to past games where he starts, plays a relatively short amount of minutes, and then he kind of disappears um, for long stretches. So still not quite sure where that's at yet. Um, but other than that, I mean, you had um, a lot of good things to um, to be happy about. Yeah, Hauser plus eight or plus fourteen rather uh, off the bench in thirteen mm-hmm. minutes. That's all you can ask of him. His turnaround over the last couple weeks here is a big story. Uh, it, they needed him to come around, especially where it looks like they're not going to be able to get a wing uh, in the buyout market or one that's going to help them anyway. Uh, and no trade deadline addition there. They need him to be able to give them 13 minutes in a game like this, especially where this game took on a, a small ball uh, theme. This game played to the Pacers' uh, preference in terms of how the game was going to go up and down, right. lots of shooting, small ball. They took Rob off the court. Grant didn't play after halftime. Uh, not much Derek White late in favor of Malcolm Brogdon and uh, you know, the bigs take a hit tonight as well. I don't know. I'm interested to see. I saw someone saying in the chat, Mike Mascala, no minutes tonight. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, he was dealing with an ankle thing before the break. Uh, he wasn't on the injury report, so I think that's just actually a coach's decision. Luke Cornett gets four. Didn't go great. One of many moments in this game, TJ McConnell making fun of the Cornett contest. Ah, that was, <laughs> that was tough. Yeah, you hate to see that. Um, chippy night. This is the chippiest night I think we've seen in a Celtics game. You had Tatum and uh, I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna go that far. But I, was, I think this season is there a chippier game. Well, they won't let you be chippy anymore. They won't. We won't let, they won't let you be emotional. Real quick though, Bobby, I don't want to forget this uh, because these are very important sponsors to us. Um, we want to remind everybody that this episode of the Garden Report is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at BetterHelp.com/garden and get on your way to being your best self. We're going to get into those guys a little bit later, but I just want to make sure everybody is aware that this show is brought to you all by BetterHelp. So thank you very much to BetterHelp. And now back to Bobby's wrong point um, about this being the cheapest game, as our producer extraordinaire Amit reminds us. The yeah, Memphis you had a game, dust up with Embiid, right? And then the, the Memphis, Memphis game. One, yeah. I feel like everywhere Embiid goes, there's a dust up. So <laughs> I don't even know if that counts anymore. But certainly Memphis has been one of those teams. You know, they're Was that the night where Smart said I could have cracked his head open, but I decided not to? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But yeah, I Smart think that got... was opening night, yeah. Smart and right, yeah, I was wrong. 
Smart and Halliburton a little bit tonight. Um, you know what though pisses me off, and I didn't even I didn't want to bring this up so quickly, but you brought you brought up emotion. The refs are doing everything they can to like prevent emotion now, and I know that they're probably getting it from the top, and I just can't freaking figure out why. Yeah. Because it's an emotional game, and we want these guys to show effort and be emotional out there on one hand, on one hand, and then on the other. They, they breathe on somebody, and it's a tech. You know what I mean? Or they show some level of emotion or animation, and it's a tech. And, you know, you're just going to, like, neuter these. You're neutering in this entire league. You just want a bunch of robots to go out there and play basketball and not show any emotion and not show fire or effort or scream or – I mean, they're humans. Like, emotion is part of the game, and it just sucks when they take it out of – you know, they do stuff to take that out of the game, and especially when – when free throws end up being involved. I mean, the, the tech on Smart was horrific. And then didn't like it, no. later on, the delay of game on Tatum was equally horrific. You that, hated that one. That was your most emphatic tweet of the night. Well, think about that, Bobby. I mean, he goes in for a hard layup. The ball lands in his hands. And he just, what, a half a second? He, what's he supposed to do? Cower away from the ball as it lands on him? I mean, he grabs the ball. He's in traffic. Yeah, ridiculous call. And he even didn't hands like it to the, the other player. So Didn't whatever. like the late gonna... foul call on Horford either. I thought it's on the floor foul, so I think that's why it ended up being a foul. But a soft call, especially in a game like this. Celtics overcoming, and that's how I, I come away from this game feeling good because I know the Pacers are a good team. We've seen them healthy this year. They can give teams a run. I don't like the defense throughout this one. Don't like the mistakes offensively that set up the Pacers to score as much as they did. But the Celtics work around it. Tatum works around a bad game and ends up with, uh, what, 31-12-7, some ridiculous stat line to end this one, even on a bad shooting night. tries 11 free throws. He kept at it, you know. Which is usually where he makes up for bad shooting nights this year. He does it again. And four turnovers is tough, but uh, they work around it. And they worked around a lot of different things in this one. Rob didn't look great to me. They go smaller. Uh, You had Smart having some issues early in this game, I think, with ball control, and they sort of shifted toward Brogdon late and really throughout. And we should spend a minute on Brogdon at least because he's a huge reason they won this game. Just ginormous shot-making throughout. You don't have to tell me, man. I think you have to tell yourself. I think you have to tell you. I think you have if I knew how to work the graphics and get you on a solo, I would make you do apology cam right now. You're lucky that I don't. I need to work on that. Yeah, you you should do it to yourself. Yeah, I, I listen. I had my criticisms of of certain parts of his game like a week ago. Yeah, um, but he's no, leading never, the league in three point shooting. I never said a word about his shot making. It's ridiculous what he does as a shot maker right now. He gets him through this game with nine of twelve, and he's on a bit real run right now. You talk about that. Uh, you talk about going back a week Worst or two now. Ever. <laughs> there's, there's nothing to apologize for. I said. Yeah, see, uh, I, Amit, clip. I wish I told Amit like two hours ago to clip your comments from like three games ago, because I would blast him up right now. Little, I need that. That's I'll on say me. Him I again. I should have. I should have. I should have done that. I should have told Amit to do that. I'll say it again. Defense, uh, athleticism, finishing. I actually think he finished well in this one, so I guess I'll apologize for that. But yeah, but that's a valid. That's a valid. To start, yeah, he has to start the year for him. But shot making, I, we I, we did this segment a week ago. Put him next to Tatum, just like yeah. when you put him next to Giannis early in his career. He's gonna hit near fifty percent of his threes off of those guys, and I love that sequence early 
or late rather, uh, where you know you had Tatum smart run a little pick and roll they swung the ball to the left side after tatum reposition and brodney mm-hmm. gets his wide open three one of my favorite plays of the night Yeah, that was okay he was fired up after that yeah he fell into the fans be. in the crowd and got some beer on him oh that one yeah <laughs> maybe that gave him a boost i don't know if he took a shower after halftime that's what the you know hard working reporters got to figure out down there but yeah, brodney excellent and, a, you know, a smile from him after that play. And as you said, he's a little fired up after the three. Uh, he's going to be the sixth man of the year, as they're saying in the chat now, right? There's no there's no he's doubt about it. Absolutely. I mean, I absolutely a uh, top contender. You know, I'd have to, to look around the league and see if there's anyone close. But this guy's coming off the bench regardless of who's been out this year. And he's their, you know, he's their mainstay. He's a steady force. He's extremely reliable, obviously, not just from the three-point line. Um, but he's, you know, he's not too high, not too low. Um, I think he's just kind of like that steady hand and consistent, super consistent, um, nine of 12 tonight. I mean, look at that. that I mean, that's, that's awesome. And we've, um, we've said it throughout the course of the year. He's probably your, you know, he's not probably, he's, he's your third best scorer on this team. So and he's playing like that now. He's yeah. getting aggressive. He's right. putting the ball up there. Um, you know, we got some odds in front of us that we won't get too deep into, but Brogdon is the favorite now over you know, a group of guys. I mean, Russell Westbrook's not even on a team right now. Or you just joined the Clippers? So I was even. I was. If you bet on, <laughs> if you put a dollar on Russell Westbrook as a six man of the year, you just like to burn your money. Just give it to me instead. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you double those. Whatever the odds are, I'll give you double. How about that? Um, but yeah, I mean, and and you know, again, we're not we're not going to get too deep into the gambling aspect of it. But he's a heavy. Brogdon's a heavy favorite right now yeah. um, to win that, and as, as he should be. I mean, he's consistently. Um, been coming off the bench for them effectively. Um, he's had a huge effect on this team um, since he was traded over from his old Pacers team. So a little, you know, a little. This is his first game back in yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, a little revenge game back in back in Indy tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he heard a couple of shouts from the from the stands. It's for various reasons, but um, you know he's been great for them. And I, and I think that I think Indy's fine with the trade too. Um, Aaron Neesmith is um, getting an oppor- a real opportunity there. Starting for them, thirty-four minutes tonight. Not a not a great game. Uh, by no, any stretch, he had the but... late and one that Tatum threw back and bounds that pretty much yep. handed him three points. But right. he had a huge three-point look in the left wing that he missed. Uh, and you know he's he had Took the game he's kind of had throughout this year. So that yeah. really set the tone for the night. That early collision with Tatum, and I don't know how big of an impact mm-hmm. that had on Tatum's nine for twenty-five. I know the broadcast kept showing it over and over again. Uh, I'm sure this is as much a just shaky game for Tatum as it was anything injury related, but he does fall on that left wrist wrist. that has been bugging him all year. I really scary tumble there. He shoots right up and shakes it off. I saw him flexing it a little bit. Yeah. Landed right on that play, but that's something to watch for, for sure. Cause he struggled after, uh, for much of this game. Again, a weird night for him. He overcomes struggles from the field, but you have to wonder after a play like that so early in the game, what kind of impact it might have had on yeah i mean we're already concerned about the wrist right so yeah um certainly to land on it you know going up you know and you want him to stay aggressive you know that's not to mention 41 minutes right out of the all-star break well that's uh, i mean don't forget overtime too so you know these games are going overtime tack on another five minutes to that your star, your superstar players, MVP contenders are going to be playing upper thirties every game or mid, you know, in a close game. So 
you know, he had they had however many days off that they had. Uh, I don't think any of these guys should be tired tonight or going into the game tonight. Um, I think I saw in Portland they're already doing load management. Is that what, <laughs> I see that correctly? No Dam- way. Damian Lillard. I know the Spurs sat are. Tonight. You know the Lillard. Spurs haven't won since late January. Really, I didn't know that. That's really <laughs> pathetic. Fourteen um, straight losses, and they might have lost tonight already. I have to take a look at that. Wow. Uh, they're down at half. Pop on the hot seat, maybe. <laughs> He's going through the bill, the bill times. Uh, yeah, I know there. how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> but yeah, Tatum, I'm not worried. It's just stuff we're watching with him. Minutes, the wrist, the ailments he's going through and has gone through. I'm just a little disappointed because I thought he was going to storm out of the All Star break. You obviously saw bits and pieces of the All Star game, Jimmy. Incredible. Uh, yeah, no I saw defense. a bunch of guys standing around. No defense. You saw LeBron kind of flying out of his way on one of his dunks. And, you know, you go back and watch. He's just sort of running ahead of everybody and playing a ton. So you understand why he got the numbers that he did. But he also hit, what, 8 of 12 from, or 10 of 18 from 30, something ridiculous like that. Uh, so he shot great in that game. And unfortunately, again, in this one, the shot just isn't there. And that's been the story for a lot of the year with him. He struggled in the three-point shootout. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with that jump shot for him and Jalen Brown, frankly, this year. Uh, it's you know the most I could gather is that they're just getting more attention, more coverage, and you know Brown's three or five in this one. We'll get to him eventually, um, but you know Tatum, he just struggled to put shots down in this one, and it wasn't just jump shots. A lot of misses around the rim here too. Yeah, I mean this was this wasn't a sharp game by any stretch, but these are the types of games that we talk about with him where. When he's not doing it from the shooting standpoint, he has to do it in other in other areas. So that's where you see the twelve rebounds come in, the seven assists. Um, you know, I we talked about a couple sloppy turnovers that he had um, in this one. But yeah, it wasn't a sharp game by any stretch, but it, it, it's you see it with superstar players. You know, all of a sudden you look up and they got 25, 30 points, and you're like, how did that happen? He's, this guy hasn't. I haven't seen this guy hit a shot tonight. Um, but they figure out ways to get it done. So, um, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm not even thinking twice about, I'm not even comparing the all-star game to any organized game <laughs> of basketball ever played. <laughs> I mean, that was basically a shoot around, right? I mean, that was essentially what that was. And you put any NBA player on the court without any defense going on, they're going to be able to go 10 of 14 from three or whatever it is, you know? So, um, again, great that they were named all stars and that they were there and rah 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 all that stuff <laughs> but as far as the stats are concerned it, it doesn't really mean anything to me i'm obviously you know this is you know a game against another nba team is much more indicative of where these players are and like you said tatum's been struggling from three or from shooting general Jalen brown we've seen it even worse um you know throughout the course of this season so something to be concerned about to an extent for sure because this team relies on the three heavily you know, this is a live by the three, die by the three type of team. A guy like Brogdon is leading the league in threes, so he's making up for some of those misses from some of the other guys. Grant's not taking them as much anymore or as effective. Tatum Brown. Um, Hauser obviously has come down off of, of where he started off the regular season. White's on the uptick. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot more production out of White, which is nice to see. Um, so the guards are kind of, I think, you know, whether it's, you know, White, Brogdon, you know, hopefully Smart can get into a bit of a groove here, but the guards are kind of carrying these guys at times. Certainly, it's not the big guys, um, Rob, um, 
that's you know holding up anything on the offensive end. And Al, Al's Al. You know, you kind of know what you're going to get from from Al. I think at this point. Solid game from him. Early. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, a he... solid player. I mean, he did the best he could with on uh, you know defending Halliburton uh, and some of those. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, for him pick. to be able to survive in games like this at this point in his career is the story of how great he's been here. Yeah. His switching ability And Hauser obviously incredible. has been shooting a lot better, too. But there yeah. was that stretch where he wasn't. But, um. uh, let's get to Jalen. Second game back. John's not here, so we can talk about him. The mask <laughs> in play. I thought he looked great. Uh, big shots in this one. Really you like the mask? The mask going to stay? Over Neesmith. I like the mask. I like how it looks. We need a nickname now, right? For, for masked Jalen, so if people want to start thinking about those, by all means, go for it. But from the show that brought you the Boston Pea Party, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give the chat a chance to uh, to nickname masked Jalen. So um, there was some MF Doom things I, I saw that I liked. Um, it actually kind of looked like that the, the mask, but yeah, I I was wondering how it was gonna impact him because he didn't shoot great in the All Star game. He finished. Awesome around the rim, dunked a bunch as you talked about the way that game went, Jimmy. But uh, tonight, <laughs> you could have looked solid shooting, missed a few early, got in a groove, ended up being a really important part of this game. Aside from the late turnover, that was just such a brain fart. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like a Jalen Brown game. It doesn't seem like the mask has much of an effect on it. He's not thinking about it. It's obviously not bothering him at all. Uh, his vision, I imagine, his vision is just as clear or about as as peripheral as it as it was prior to that or else i'm sure he wouldn't um you know want to wear it or wear something different i don't know if the black has anything uh, like i've seen players wear black i've seen them wear clear i would think clear would be better just in case you something's blocking you but i don't know what do i know i've never worn one so um you know rip rip hamilton made a career wearing wearing a mask like that so um it uh, it shouldn't affect him, his play at all. You know, I'm glad that it wasn't a more serious injury and that he's able to play again, you know, as soon as he, as he uh, was able to. So 30 points, I mean, 11 from 24. Um, obviously, he'll take that any day. Three of five from three. Kind of a weird one because usually you see him take more and, you know, three of five is kind of a good number to be at, I guess. 11 rebounds, three assists. So, um, and a plus 10. So, yeah, really strong game from him tonight. He was aggressive, going hard to the rim. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, nice three one. early in the fourth. Him and Mathern were going back and forth a little bit before uh, Mathern and Tatum were kind of rolling around on the ground for that for that jump ball. Yeah, some really fun moments in this one, and just in terms of the chippiness between these two. And this could be a first-round series. They This team, this Pacers team, started so well. You know, they're actually in the middle of the standings until Halliburton got hurt, and then they just went on a tailspin like down to like 13th mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to look at where they're sitting right now in the East, but now that they're healthy again, you see how Miles Turner's playing. You see what Benedict Matherin does for them off the bench. They're 12th and they're only, well, they're three games back at 10. That's not great. And they have to leap the bowls. So it's possible. Raptors. And then, yeah, you gotta, you gotta win that playing tournament against the Wizards or the Raptors and then the Hawks and the Heat. We'll get to the Hawks later. Wizards you know, hanging around during the break. That- yeah, Wizards are kind of just there too. So, but these are the teams we're juggling around, and every time I say it, Jimmy, the the chat gets pissed. But I don't think you want to see the Raptors, uh, the way they play. They got Jakob Pertl now. 
big, long team, really athletic team around the rim, long arms. And listen, Jalen Brown said as much when I was in Orlando last uh, that those kind of teams give them trouble. The Magic have, Mm -hmm. the Raptors have in two wins for the Celtics, albeit, but, you know, really tough games that went down the wire. And you know what? These Pacers have too, Jimmy. You know, a couple of really gritty games between these teams this year. And tonight, the Indiana easily could have won. Like I said, Halliburton had that shot at the buzzer. Got some good separation, a long three, but one he's capable of making. He really thought he should have had that and won on a couple of late free throws in the fourth. And the Celtics can say yep. the same with the turnovers there. Uh, but, the, you know, these teams that protect the rim well and have a guy like a Miles Turner that can uh, keep Tatum and Brown away from the net better, they're able to give the Celtics a few issues here. It's just this shot making that the Celtics have even on a 22 three-point night for the Pacers is just so ridiculous that it's probably going to be able to overcome whatever kind of low seed advantage a team like the Pacers or Raptors or even the Magic if they make a run here will have. Well, that's what it is. It's the seven-game series. So, yeah, I mean, is it a is it, is it your favorite matchup? No, but are you concerned to the point where you're, you'd be concerned that... I don't think could... any of these teams can beat them, yeah. Right, right, right. And the Pacers, yeah, I mean, there's some similarities to their style, right? I mean, they shoot a lot of threes. They have a more of a faster pace, right, than most teams do. So, you know, they can get hot and they can score. I mean, they put up 138 tonight, right? So uh, clearly scoring isn't the issue. But I think on the defensive side of things, what you, what <laughs> they you saw really tonight. Struggle. Yeah. yeah. What did you see tonight? How many second-chance opportunities did Boston have? I mean, they don't rebound. Rebounds? I saw right. it tonight coming into the night. They were 29th in, in defensive rebounding rate. <laughs> Yeah, so they, just they don't rebound. They don't. They don't put an emphasis on it. They don't have the, the, the players that they are play gonna, small and they right. you know they put shooters on the floor. Right. They they they're at the three point line. So you know they're, you know and on the defensive end they just don't. I guess they just don't have the size. I mean, we've seen Tice here. You know we we you know we, we know we know what a lot of these guys' games look like on this Pacers team. Neesmith, Smith, um, Buddy Heald, um, you know Hallie Burton and. Um, you know, Turner's a, Turner's a guy that he's obviously a big guy, but it, it's, you know, he's in the league because of his offensive abilities, right? It's not because of, you know, he's a shot blocker. We'll obviously give him that as well, but, it, you know, it's just there's not enough. I can't believe be what he did from three tonight. I've never seen anything like that from him. And you know, he's Career high, him, right? Yeah, yeah, career high. Uh, ridiculous. I think he started six of seven from three. He ends this one eight of ten. I mean, that's something you expect Tatum and Brown to do, not not Miles Turner. And, you know, we had many a show years ago about Miles Turner coming to the Celtics. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Many rumors over the years about him going to other teams, and he ultimately gets an extension. And uh, he just gets a little better each year, you know, frankly. And he's he's not young anymore, but he's still young enough where he's rising. And it's actually pretty cool that they've been able to keep him and see him reach – uh, this this kind of level where he's really dominating this game at times. And he was a defensive player of the year candidate a couple of years ago, still brings that kind of shot blocking presence to the uh, defensive side. And if he can pass a little bit, hit some threes, a great piece for them going into the future. They have a lot of really good players there. Uh, that's what makes them so dangerous on any given night. Yeah, it just feels like they're always a couple guys away, right? I mean, yeah. Obviously, Halliburton's a guy that they feel like they can build around. They, they have but... one guy that has, like, really top-end talent, and he right. has to do everything for them. Right. Yeah, and he's having a hell of a year, too. But, um, you know, you see that 
in their record. They're 26 and 35 or, or 26 and 36 now, maybe. And they're not a threat to, you know, any sort of playoff run, at least not now. You know, they, they, they're a couple guys away. So, anyways, that's talking the Pacers. I don't want to waste any more time on the Pacers. Do we yeah, even see but... them again, or is that it? I think there's one more. Really? Or is that it? I think there were a couple in Boston, and I think there's only one uh, in in Indiana. Yeah. So oh, it's not that important. But March 24th, uh, they play in Boston. Okay, so, so in a month weeks, you'll see yeah. these teams go at it again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Marcus Smart. So Marcus, the chat always loves him. I'm gonna give him a, I'm gonna give them a bite of his game here because it wasn't great. I uh, recovered with a solid overtime. He had that late offensive rebound, and uh, yeah, ends up with an uneven second game back from the ankle injury. I'm still surprised he played that Detroit game before the break. I thought he'd give it a full break off, but he played well in that game. Had those six steals tonight. A little shakier. Didn't shoot well. Mm-hmm. Made up for it with some plays in overtime. Uh, but the real story of the night was that you put the starting lineup from last year back together for only the second time this season, Jimmy. You know, you know we're now six, 60 games in. This was just the second night you saw Smart, Brown, Tatum, Rob, and Al uh, start together. And they shook it up throughout the flow of the game. Again, not a ton of Grant tonight. White plays a significant portion in the middle of the game for Rob. And I thought Brogdon actually took over for Smart late in the game offensively on the ball when it mattered uh, so smart kind of gets stuck in the middle here but the good thing about that is that he's sort of good at just having that night where he does all the little things and mm-hmm. makes a few key passes or uh, doesn't have to do too much on the ball when he's got a five turnover night like he did tonight yeah a little reckless um with the turnovers tonight but he ended up on Halliburton at the last possession of the game played good defense on him there that was a that was kind of a fun matchup to watch throughout the game Maybe his emotions got a little too much. Maybe he was fired up about the sort of one-on-one battle, um, the game within the game, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, this wasn't a game that, you know, one of five from three, five of them from the field. Came out five swinging to start overtime, though. He hit that leaner, yeah. drew three free throws, That's and then game. hit another two right after that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that kind of banging smaller guards in the post tonight, his game, yeah. This is, this is what you call the Marcus Smart effect type of a game, right? I mean, where he does everything – and including some of the bad things, you know, that's that's kind of what you get with him a little bit. So, uh, again, basically, um, I think there's a lot of situations, you know, when he was away where we saw the stagnant, you know, the stagnant offense, right, or the inability to sort of certain guys going. Um, what I'm really hoping is that Mark Smart can maybe get Rob going a little bit. Um, it didn't happen tonight, um, but I think he's <laughs> – I think he's the last chance, honestly. I don't yeah. think anyone else really notices him out there. Did you see that uh, miss on the baseline? A little one-handed hook that went right over the rim, and mm-hmm. everyone, like Rob especially, but the whole team just kind of got deflated. And that's why the Celtics were at their worst tonight. Blowing a layup, trying to get back and defend, and the Pacers are running in the other direction, hitting a three. It happened again and again throughout this one. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know if you want to jump to Rob right now, but but certainly that was might as well. It's a it's a it's a cause for some cause for concern. I've brought it up on past shows. People are calling me like negative and a hater, but listen, it's it's a it's got to be some level of a concern. I mean, he played 26 minutes tonight, so it's not like it was a 12 minute night and we're all scratching our heads as to why he didn't start or why he didn't play at all. It wasn't to that level, and he was a plus five. So we're not going to sit here and say that he has no effect on the game. I think what we're or I'll speak for myself. What I may be coming to terms with is that, you know, Rob Stonk is just not not around. Rob without? Yeah, Rob Rob Stonk has dipped, and I yeah. kept I kept buying the dip. I kept buying the dip because they keep saying <laughs> buy the dip, and I don't think we've got uh, that big you know that big big rebound uh, from the dip yet. So don't buy the I'm not, dip. I'm not selling. I'm not selling low, but I am. Uh, I'm I'm put up put it put it this way. I'm ranking him as a hold right now. He's not a buy, he's not a sell, he's a hold. I need to see a little bit more. I'm willing to give it more time obviously. They need him and they they want to get him going. They're starting him, right? They're trying to get him, you know, going early on, but if you, well, they take wa- him out if quick. you watch him, yeah, but if you also if you just watch him, he's just always like away, he's just always away from the action, right? He's just Kind of watching. Yeah, he doesn't do a ton offensively right now, and you know they're actually looking to get him a few shots close to the rim in this one. The one, the one where Brogdon threw a go-ahead pass to him, he didn't have to face too much resistance inside, so he was able to put it right up and in. Yeah, an early dunk from Brown on a great pass. Uh, so they were looking for him in this one. It's yeah. just the matchup called for more Horford. Uh, this is a tough one with all the switching and three-point shooting, shooting right? on the perimeter. Yeah. And, yeah, they need their own shooters as well out there. So he ends up on the bench. They go Tatum, Brown, Horford, Brogdon, Smart uh, in, in the overtime. And, yeah, ends up with 26 minutes anyway in an overtime game, which is fine. But I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere between, I guess, you and John, uh, where the offense is long concerned me. I, I think I echo a lot of things John talks about on that end, especially this season. Uh, but I'm still of the mind that if he's out there and he's right, he's going to be a positive just because it's so hard to score. On but is he right? It's, that's the whole thing. I, I, it's I, hard to say. I don't think he's yeah, right. He's, if he is pretty if he's right, it, they're never going to admit it. If he's right, then he's what the 26 hell is going minutes. On? I know, but like. He just doesn't look like himself, uh, at least right, like he did last so. year, which is. You know, a product of a big injury and coming back from the surgeries he has. It's not panic time. Again, I no, thought this was going to be yet. a lost season for Rob. Like, I thought it would just be, you know, he'd look like a shell of himself. It'd be ups and downs, setbacks. He's been back the whole time. He's had other injuries here or there, the ankle before the break. But he's had good games. He's making an impact. And he's in that starting lineup that, I guess is a negative so far this year, and I, I think it probably will continue to be after tonight. Uh, so you have a question there, but when he's on the floor, it's it's hard to score on them. And I will open the conversation, Jimmy, because White's playing so well. I think you want to have your best players on the floor in your starting lineup, mm-hmm. and then you could sort of stagger your bigs a little better there. I'm not closing the door on that discussion, even though I like double big. Uh, but I actually thought there was a chance that they would start White, given what he did into the All-Star break tonight. But 
Joe loves those numbers, and the numbers say when those five are together, it's really, really hard to score on this team, and mm -hmm. they turn those stops into offense. Not the case tonight, though. That's not really how it went against this team. Well, you did tweet, I think, before the game about the about White in the starting lineup compared yeah. to last year's. They have a better offensive there. rating uh, with, with White out there than they did last year with that Rob lineup that had a great offensive rating in its own right. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done... They've done their historic things offensively this year when White's out there instead of Rob. You know, that's that's really the way to put it. Are you a little worse defensively because you're smaller? Yeah. Uh, you're not getting the offensive rebounding that you're getting when Rob's out there. But I think they'll be a choice. You know, like, do you think they're dead set on double big? I think it's just where they are right now, and they're continuing to evaluate it. I mean, there was a lot of evaluation going on throughout this game in terms of who's going to play when. They played Tatum the whole first quarter. A little more white and Brogdon especially went 36 minutes. No Grant. Keep mm -hmm. going back to that. Really weird rotation tweak there to not play him at all in the second half. Yeah, that's a good you point. You get a little Hauser, you know, that. 13, 13 minutes there. Yeah, I mean, some people in the chat were saying, did Hauser overtake uh, Grant? And of course, Six Grant minutes Banner for here. Grant. And, okay, let's talk about Sam then. Well, we'll talk about them both because they're kind of... They flipped. One, one equals the other here, right? So, yeah. Um, Man, it really get, tells you the state of where Grant is, right? I mean, I guess he <laughs> – credit to him. Yeah, he, he looked like he had a grand old time at the All-Star game. I mean, he was a spectator like everybody, you know, like like, like everybody else. But uh, it doesn't seem like much is bothering him. Meanwhile, Hauser, you know, takes some serious playing time and important minutes tonight. Um, three three from the field, his two threes. I mean, he's literally in the, in the game for that reason. And we talked about the three blocks. I mean, that's unbelievable for a guy – that some people thought was were gonna was going to be a, a huge liability for them on the defensive end, it's just not the case. It's not that he's this defensive stopper or anything like that. He's never going to be in the conversation for, uh, you know, all defense. But he doesn't have to be. If he's hitting if he's hitting forty three or whatever it is percent from three, and he can hang on the defensive end and he's not getting picked on and 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 you know pick you know people aren't looking to get him in mismatches the whole time he's out there, then that's a win. That's a win for you. I mean, anybody would want a guy like that. So at that point, yeah, what's Grant's purpose? He's shooting better than Grant, right? I mean, Grant, yeah. Grant's bigger. He's a better shooter than Grant. Yeah. Grant's obviously bigger and more physical and can probably do a little bit more on the defensive end for sure. And we've seen Grant go up against guys like Giannis and, and do his best against them, Batman and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's something that's been wrong with Grant for a while now. And, you know, somebody in the comments said something about Rob's confidence. I would say the same about Grant's confidence. Yeah, and Grant keeps getting pushed into those weird in-between shots. That's what we saw before the break from him. Where well, they figured it out. They figured out a way to get him off the three-point line, right? Yeah, and they, haven't, and they haven't They haven't. done that to Sam. I think Sam moves better outside and off the ball uh, than Grant does. Totally. So. There's some trade-off there. I think offensively, you're probably getting more from Hauser, and unquestionably, you're getting more defensively from Grant. But uh, Hauser can find, uh, a can find a shot. Yeah, Hauser's been able to find his own find his own defensive game, too, uh, which is so important. I mean, his growth on that end has been ginormous. We worried about whether he'd be able to survive a minute out there a year ago. Now he's blocking three shots in a game. So I don't think this is a big trend of where this is going. I think this is more of a... I haven't thought of that guy's thing. name in a while. I don't know if you even know Matt Harper. I don't know him, no. 
I think he had great hair, if I recall. He kind of looked like uh, some, he was kind of like a slick, slick guy out there. But uh, great shooter. Anyways. Yeah, I I wrote about the contract thing. We're gonna keep talking about the contract and how it impacts them going into the future. It's good to have a guy like Hauser in case something goes south there. Uh, so on nights like tonight where the matchups make sense, it could make some sense to start to look at what a world might be like if, if Grant moves on. I, I don't think it's one they want to imagine, but if it gets Who? expensive enough, the Celtics. I don't think, I don't think they want to lose Grant. They don't want to. It depends on the price. Like, if, does it look like a to... team that does it look like they really care right now? It depends. I think it depends. Like, if if they let him go for fourteen a year, fifteen a year, I know that seems a little high, especially for what he's doing he's recently. Doing but anything. wouldn't you be a little frustrated? Would That's what I... I'm saying. He's been struggling no. recently. I wouldn't be frustrated. So at if all. they let him walk for fourteen, fifteen, you'll just be like, cool, whatever. I mean, they're in a championship run, Jimmy. He's still an important player. To an extent, but I think he's expendable. He's not the reason they're going to win a championship, or he's not the reason they're going to lose a championship. Let's put it that way. He's a guy that can be replaced. I mean, they just found a guy in Sam Hauser off the street for peanuts, and he's already taking his minutes. So those guys exist. There's a lot of talent around the league, Bobby. Just they, All people need is an opportunity. So I think that... You know, the number started at 20. The number started at 20. Then it's slowly creeping down to 17, 15. Now you're saying 14. If we can get down to 10, I mean, the it's lower. It's not going they, down to 10. Well, I'm just saying, well, then, I mean, I don't know what it's going to I mean, 12. I don't know what the number is, but I just don't know if there's anything that Grant does great. And now you're getting, again, now you're, once you get down to that 12, that 12 million number. 12 to 14, let's say. You don't really have to be great at anything. You just have to be a serviceable player in the league, which I think that's what he is. $20 million a year, you have to be great at something. Okay? He's you a great defender. To, he's not a great defender. He's a plus defender. He guarded Giannis and Durant in the playoffs last year. If he was year. a great defender, he would be in the game getting 20 minutes a game minimum every single game. Facts. Yeah, I mean, again, this was a this was a matchup thing. I think it was a smaller team. But if you're a great defender, you need offense. If you're a great defender, Bobby, there shouldn't be matchups. You know, you should you should be the matchup problem for the other guy. Okay, you go in the game. If you're a great defender, you you should be able to play defense on whoever the hell gets switched on you. Or you're not a great defender. So, you can't be both things. So again, I'm I'm not saying he's a bad player. I think he's a good player. I think good players probably get. Somewhere between twelve and fourteen, or ten and fourteen million dollars a year now. Okay, and guess what? You you can live pretty well on that money. So I don't feel bad saying that. I, I just think twenty million. Hey, great. You want twenty million? Go if for it's it. Twenty but million. I'm with you. I it's think not going to happen. It. It's somewhere around fifteen. Yeah, but you know, it, it, how many guys have they lost over the years, Jimmy? Where you're like, man, that that hurt. It you know, it wasn't a make or break loss, but. But it was per couple. I mean, Tony Allen Posey, definitely stands Tony out. Tony Allen, yeah, but but yeah. Tony Allen was a great defender, one of the best in his era, literally. Okay, we're talking about, you know, all defensive teams, defense. You know what I mean? Like this guy could shut guys down. There was no matchup issues for Tony Allen. Um, Posey was a guy at you know different stage of his career, so that's a little bit different. Served a purpose for sure, but you understood why they let him go. You know, with Grant, it just comes down to money. And, I mean, it makes no sense 
again, you know, if they can get to the table and they can come to uh, something that a number that they're both comfortable at, then you think about it. But I don't think Grant's in a position of power right now. He, I mean, clearly, he just hasn't had that type of a season. No. And I don't know if the fact that it is a, a um, you know, final year of his contract, I don't know if that's played into it at all. I don't know if that's gotten to him and, and if he's thinking. I think it's a small part. You know, he's trying to do different things that we haven't seen him do in the past. And they started off well. But recently, I mean, when he has to put the ball on the floor, good things aren't happening. And this is another reason why the offense, you know, putting tonight aside in the ridiculous shooting, when the Celtics aren't shooting the ball great, we've seen this offense regress a little bit. And I think Grant's been part of that. Different guys coming back down there. But don't forget, Hauser went two months. We were wondering if he was ever going to come back above the surface. You know, he was underwater and yeah. not playing at all. Uh, so Less of like a he's history. A replacement. No, no, certainly not. But... But these are the types of guys that sort of slide in and out of these roles, right? Yeah. We're talking about bench roles. Grant's not a starter, right? Not he's, right now. You you hope he league. can be eventually. And that's another part of it is Horford's older. You're putting more pressure on him if Grant goes. You're putting more pressure on Rob to stay healthy uh, if, if if Grant's out of here. Like, I still think he's And I have important. to give Grant credit. I mean, he's made huge strides from the first – what was it? First season or first two seasons? Second year, remember we he was wasn't playing we at thought all. Thought that he we thought that they weren't even gonna like he wasn't even gonna be in the league anymore, right? The so, whole chat was saying get him out of here, yeah. Right. So this isn't to say that he doesn't belong or anything like that. It's just that you don't rarely do you go from a guy. I mean, it happens, but rarely do you go from a guy who might not be in the league to all of a sudden he he's getting twenty million a year over you know twenty million, eighty million dollar contract over four years. You know, <laughs> I just don't see that jump. And he was a great college player. It's not like it came out of nowhere that he can play basketball. Um, you know, awesome I can't wait to see why he only played six minutes tonight. By the way, that is interesting. Yeah, I hope Joe answered it. You think Joe answered it? <laughs> I highly doubt that he answered it. I in felt a way like that people it. would like. That's, that's probably why how he answered it. <laughs> All right, we got another great sponsor here. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You got anything else, Bob, or what? You got anything left on this game? I don't really have much on this game, that's for sure. What, what else? There was something else you wanted to talk about in the NBA, wasn't there? Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Nate McMillan got fired. I think we saw that coming. There was that weird incident. It's been weird over there. Where... It's just been really weird over there. Yeah, we were talking earlier about potential 8-seed opponents. They're right in that mix. Uh, they've been the 7-8-seed uh, you know, in that mix all year. Have the Celtics played them yet? I don't think they have, have they? I can't remember a game between those two. But anyway, McMillan fired. Look who's chiming Another in. coach gone. This guy can. Mark this Stein. guy can. Look at this guy chiming in, John Zanz. He's watching us from bed, I guess. Yeah. Are you posting or is he hijacked the chat and posting himself, posting his own comments? I think, yeah, it might be what's going on. Or it's Amit. <laughs> yeah, it's Amit. Yeah, yeah. Listen, John. All right, John say saying, yeah, he has nothing to add. Wow. John Zanis states that he has nothing to add. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> this guy's been adding to something. No, he had uh, something to add. He wants to talk about he... Grant. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's hated to see him go, just like you, Jimmy. There's no doubt about it. It's not about is it the real John Zanis? It's it's about being a realist. I think it's no one would want to pretend to be John Zanis. Let's be real. We got John Zanis's pies in there. I think he's actually going back and forth with the pies. If it's not John Zanis, it's it's John Zanis. It's whoever's in John Zanis. It's the real Jay Z. He put he put the initials. Yeah, so you know it's real. You know it's real. All right, John. If it's really you, then what did everybody sing for me on my birthday? <laughs> Bobby, you want the Tatum sound? You're authenticator. Yeah, I mean, so Mark Stein reported Ime Udoka was in play for Atlanta's job, and now it looks like they're going to go with Quinn Quinn Snyder. Uh, he looks like the front runner there, which is actually surprising. I thought Snyder was going to hold out for um, the San Antonio job whenever Pop moves on we, we mentioned him earlier but maybe that's not the best job in the world now you would you rather have young and murray and john collins and all those guys uh, i don't know but email floating around what's going on there jimmy like he's in that brooklyn job looks like he's the front runner for the brooklyn job and then they back out of it and i don't know what happened here how far along it got whether they even talked to email but mark stein pretty good reporter saying he was in the mix uh, and doesn't look like he's going to get hired there either. Uh, we're going to see Emei again. We'll see him again. I just, I don't know. Is it like too soon? I, 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 dude, I know as much as anybody else does, or maybe even less when it comes to what the hell happened with the Emei situation. I can't make heads or sorry. I can't make heads or tails of it. Um, all of a sudden, it, it, I mean, it appears to me that the Celtics must have come to some sort of agreement. Yeah. By the way, with, while you were away, Emei. Joe Missoula became the head coach. And- right. No, I did hear that. Yeah, I did hear that. Thank you. And um, so it it sounds like, I mean, behind the scenes, there must have been some sort of uh, agreement so that they could make that announcement. Um, And so Ime, I would imagine, is free to do and go and whatever he wants. He wasn't ever guilty of anything against the law, right? So everything. And Adam Silver. We don't know uh, anything. So. Adam Silver commented briefly on All Star Weekend too, saying that, and keeping it pretty brief, saying that you know they take that stuff seriously. Gary asked them if the league was involved there, and some of the details that Adam kind of skipped right over, and he basically just said that the Celtics, uh, he had no reason to think that the Celtics uh, handled it improperly, which is a debate we had early on, and you know Stephen A. continues to rail against them for how they handled it, and. We've heard from Neil Long as well, wondering why the Celtics haven't called her. And again, it's just the stuff that's gone on behind the scenes that fortunately the Celtics have done a pretty good job of avoiding becoming a distraction at all costs. Though Jason Tatum at All Star Weekend did address Ime Udoka. We have some video of that from Utah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been a tough situation for everybody involved, and uh, it's somebody that you know I've talked to throughout the season just periodically just uh reaching out because uh, without you know whatever happened happened and that's you know doesn't have anything to do with me but you know I can't take away the relationship that me and him had and the impact that he had on me in that one season uh, you know I love coach K I love Brad I love Joe um, I love all those guys but you know just a different kind of relationship I had with Eme and you know probably probably like the my most favorite coach I've, I've had and that's not to knock on anybody um i got a great relationship with joe um you know i love everything he's doing I, i'm extremely happy for him uh brad you know kind of 
helped na- help me navigate the NBA. You know, I was 19, and you know, he kind of helped watch me grow and, and, and put me in the right spots. Um, so I have a different perspective and, and respect for each coach I've had. Uh, you know, just different times in my life. I was surprised to hear that. Kind of unprompted what, what saying he was his favorite coach ever. Um, I'm not super surprised, I guess. I mean, I think we all saw how it ended with Brad. So by default, it wasn't going to be Brad. We had Ime ahead of Brad. <laughs> so it's either going to be Coach K or Ime, right? Um, it's not going to uh, be Joe. Me. I think, you know, we all thought uh, he was it's Joe, like Joe was soon. his guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They've, you know, maybe I, I would find it hard that Missoula would pass uh, Coach K that quickly. Um, but listen, we, we all know the, the, the effect he may had on these guys. He was tough love. He told it like it was. Um, the players were, were a huge reason that Ime got the job. I mean, they were basically were the reason that Ime got the job, right? So, of course, that there was some level of a, of a connection between them. And don't forget, Tatum had a history with Ime um, at, uh, for Team USA as well, if I'm correct there. So, um, he's been around him long enough, where, and, and I'm not surprised to see that they kept the relationship going. Um, it is what it is. I, I, I do think Ime will get another shot in this league. I mean, easily. They, you know, when you look around the league, how many NBA coaches have just, they're just going around the coaching carousel. I mean, and guys you can have been tell fired and hired and fired and hired. Yeah, and they will. I mean, it's most likely going to be in the offseason, right? I mean, when a number of coaches will get fired, as they always, and Ime will probably be a top candidate for a decision that works for him. Um, now Atlanta seems like uh, they seem like a solid a solid situation. They've got a couple of young stars over there. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Trey Young is is he a tough guy? <laughs> a couple couple coaches you know, blown out of there. Is he a tough though. guy to coach? Right. Yeah. Good coaches so, too. We know Nate McMillan's reputation. Lloyd Pierce had a pretty strong one before he got fired a couple years ago. There. And, yeah. Who's going to be next? Quinn Snyder's a weird one to me, uh, especially the way he likes to run his systems, lots of three-point shooting, kind of heliocentric around one guy in Utah. They got two guys there now, two guards that you thought were going to mesh better than they have. And I don't know. It's just a weird team. They got two centers. They got three centers, really, who all need to play, and only one really can in a prime spot at a time next to Young. We know Young can't guard anybody, so he's getting targeted all the time. It's sort of like the Isaiah thing there, except a higher-level uh, talent than Isaiah was. Um, you know, he puts up monster numbers. You just wonder personality-wise whether he's really a, like, you know, front-line guy to Trey? run the team. And, yeah. I freaking loved – just I loved watching Trey Young play. I you don't used know to be scared of this team, didn't you? Yeah, I don't know anything about what he's like off the court or what type of a teammate he is. I know that he – can, they were in the East Finals shots. two years ago. Yeah, he's a fire. He's a fiery guy. He's he's emotional. He's fun. Um, he's a small point guard. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what the problem is, but but obviously there's something going on going on over there. Ime is probably the right type of coach to go, you know, get some guys in line. To be completely honest, um, but he want to go to a situation where the organization is just going to bow down to a guy like Trey Young. Right, because that seems to be um, what just happened here. I mean, they just fired their coach, kind of 
out of the blue. I mean, not out of the blue completely because there was that weird situation earlier this season, but um, it's it's just it's just weird over there. So um, I don't know why he wasn't originally Ime wasn't originally considered a favorite for it. Um, I know that he was reported as sort of like a late a late you know option uh, at least on Twitter. I think Mark Stein reported that. Yeah. So. Um, I think you're going to see his name in just about every uh, rumor that pops up around teams that are looking for head coaching because we're never going to get, you know, a full response or full answer on what happened and why he was relieved of his duties or or whatever. We're just not going to get it. We'll never know. It's nothing that's ever going to be in some sort of police report, right? So um, I think he's going to just – End up on a. Uh, I bet you he'll be coaching the NBA to start next season. I don't know what team, um, but I, I would be su- really, really surprised if he isn't because there's so many NBA coaches that have gotten second, third, fourth chances in the league where a guy like Ime, who, who had a lot of success in his first year, has had success as, as an assistant. He has plenty of experience. A lot of star players know him too because of his time around the league. Um, he'd be, I imagine, he'd be a, a great. Uh, candidate for a lot of teams that will be looking. So, yeah, we shall yeah, see. It's, it's interesting to watch, and he's obviously officially gone from Boston now. Ever that happened? Yeah, shame it didn't work here. You know, we're still getting to know Joe a little bit. You and wonder if tremendous... a guy like Tatum or Brown will look to see where Eme ends up, and I wonder if that'll play a role. Well, it was interesting. So, Tatum said he's he's kept in touch with Eme. Brown said he did not. I don't know if that was uh, – it was in Gary's story from uh, All-Star Weekend. I don't know if he said that uh, at a presser or to Gary on the side, but uh, Brown and Tatum – uh, Brown and Eme, rather, have apparently not been in touch. And um, I don't know, just like getting a vibe off last year, and I wasn't as close to the team as I as I am this year. It always felt like, you know, Eme and Brown were a little closer and kind of bond as the year went on more than I thought Tatum, who got a lot of tough love from Eme. Um, at times, mm-hmm. uh, those two were, and you know, he certainly went after Brown at times too uh, for turnovers or whatever else it was. I think everybody kind of got it from Eme at some point, but um, you know, it, it's just a shame what happened there. It is, uh, you know, and obviously it falls on Eme. He did something that made it impossible for him to come back. Um, this guy's mad at me. He ruined a great potential. He ruined a great situation for himself here. Yeah, he did. He did. Whatever he did, he screwed up. So it is yeah. what it is, and there's no reason to keep talking about it. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, but what's going on in in Atlanta? Um, it's crazy how quickly things can change over there, right? Because or just anywhere, you know. Because you two one, years, one second you think you're a star, or you're a team on the up and up, and you know Trey Young, John Collins, Herder, all these guys, and then you know things all of a sudden start to start to fall off a little bit, and now you're looking for a coach in the middle of the season, which is never a good sign. So, I think the you, Celtics, um... Celtics are in a in a good place right now. They've got a lot of players that have their their heads on right. They seem to really like each other in the locker room. There's there's a connectivity on and off the court, and the strong coaching staff. So there's a lot of reasons. They're finding to be, ways. Yeah, there's a lot of reason to be confident in this team. Not just this year, 
but they're built, you know, the core of this team is built for the next couple of seasons here. So I was going to ask you, what did you think of them committing to Joe long-term? Was it too soon? Did it have to happen? It doesn't matter. It's a coach. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, he's probably not, still not making a lot of money. Um, Coaches get hired and the, it doesn't mean anything in terms of we're married, you know, we have to keep this guy. It's not, it's not like he's on the salary cap or they, they can't just fire him tomorrow if they wanted to. So uh, I think he's deserving of getting the interim tag taken off, especially if it was definitely um, never going to happen with Ime again. I mean, it's obvious that he was going to be the head coach of this team then, right? So I only th- I think the only reason it took this long was just from some behind-the-scenes stuff that they needed to iron out. Um, they did that, and they named Joe the, the head coach. He's, you know, clearly um, doing something right. I mean, I know we have our qualms, with some of the um, ways that he coaches in-game. Um, certainly I do. Um, but he's earned yeah. the right He's earned the right to lose the job, right? So yeah. um, they name him head coach, and now he's now every day he goes out there and, and tries to prove them right for doing it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And uh, tonight, by the way, I saw some people commenting on it earlier. Um, Timeout wise, a little light again. On the light side, you picked it up a little bit before the break. Yeah, uh, caused one late in the first tonight. That ended up being the only one that quarter. Second quarter was a good one for them. Uh, so I understand they only being one there after a small Pacers run, and then third quarter is probably where you're looking and saying like, "All right, did this get a little too out of control?" And he did call one early after that terrible start to the third. Um, but most of the rest of the other, most of the rest of the way, you just let them play. And you mentioned that transition play. Mm-hmm. I don't think a timeout save in that one. We mentioned the Bucks one before the break. It was a little too late in that play to save it with a timeout. So, you know, the scrutiny is the Bucks there one. On that. What do you mean? The Bucks one was a huge mistake on his part by not calling a timeout. That's not even debatable. He should have called one before, but what he was saying that he should have called one once things started to break down. Yeah. I don't know if that would have been feasible. He should have called one when Derek White was struggling to like pass it to anybody prior to him passing it to. Grant Williams. He should have called one to set up the play originally. Oh, yeah. Origin- yeah, but he had another opportunity. He had multiple opportunities to call timeout on that play, and he didn't. Now, tonight it was different. They're out, they're out in transition off misses, trying to catch, um, you know, Indy, you know, trying to get off back guard, on defense. Yeah. And Jalen Brown just kind of made a bad made a bad decision, bad pass. He wasn't on the same page as Al Horford. I don't know why he threw it five feet above Al Horford's head. That was his mistake. Um, now, what you'd like is for them to be a little bit more collected. And maybe that means a timeout should have been taken, you know, a couple possessions before that, right? You have two timeouts. You don't have to save them all for the last 30 seconds, depending on if you need them. So I think these guys, especially in an over, um, you know, that was before overtime, but in a game where guys are playing upper 30s or whatever it is, minutes at that point, give them a little break. Get on the same page. You know, slow it down a little bit. Whatever it is you got to do, 
I think he's when still it matters, not doing it. He's still not doing it. I don't think this team is fundamentally sound enough to execute without any timeouts down the stretch. We've seen it a number of times. I would rather see a timeout. I don't care if that allows. Well, they always look better out of timeouts. There's no doubt about it. Well, then it it should be an easy decision. If you always look better out of timeouts and you're confident in your team's ability to score, I think they're high up there, too. I think they're high up there, too, on points per possession out of timeout. Uh, So they're drawing up some good plays out of those situations. We all remember the Tatum play early in the year against Cleveland that they drew up, and there's been others throughout the year uh, that have put them in good positions late in game. So, yeah, and give him time to grow on that. I think he's gotten a little better recently. Tonight wasn't another great night with that, but he called five, including the challenge late. So that's probably kind of an average night for him in terms of total called. Um, but they win this one. You know, that's what you're looking for. And uh, it wasn't the best night out of the break. I still think they're going to have to figure some stuff out here rotation-wise with the way Rob's playing, uh, with the way Smart's playing, too. You know, guy Missoula one... didn't even get any burn tonight. I wonder if that's injury-related or what, because he Who? seemed like a guy that – Mascala. What did I say, Missoula? Mascala, yeah. The Moose. Yeah, um, I was surprised by that. I'm going to look for a uh, – hopefully there's some quotes coming out of Indiana. Well, I you're not going to get an answer. That's the, that's the, that's the frustrating part. That's why we're not but, seeing any, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, they, they've got – they've like you said, Bobby, they've got a few um, decisions that they have to make. Go over, look at the film. I mean, Grant played six minutes. Mascala didn't play any. Um, again, Rob looked effective at times and he looked kind of out of the picture at times. So, the, and do you go small more? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many minutes we didn't even talk about white that much tonight, but, um, he was good. Yeah. He was, he was white. That's what we were know? talking about. He, he, he can't play enough now, which is too bad. Cause he was on fire coming into the break. 25 now minutes. He's just not a big enough. Now he's just not a big enough part of the offense anymore, which is, well, you know, you know where we're, they we're are. Seeing it in the chat, we're seeing it in the chat. Smarter white, smarter white now. Smart played thirty-five minutes. White played twenty-five. But a lot of people who watched the game tonight would say white was the better player out there than Smart was. So for tonight, for sure, yeah. Yeah, for tonight, but and, and for the time that Marcus Smart was away, Derek White was better offensively than Smart is. So again. Smart's there for the defense and for the, you know, the intangible stuff that he brings. But if it's going to be sort of situational, there's going to be situations down the stretch maybe where you're going to have to have either both guys playing or you have to make a tough decision. I can't envision a situation where Marcus Smart isn't out there because of what he gives you on the defensive end. You know but how Derek it is. White, on a bad Derek night, White does it on both ends too. On a bad night, we're always going to ask that question and then Smart will be great for a couple weeks here. You know, it's just how it is. He's under the microscope. White has his bad nights, too. It's well, for it, sure. It, it's just tough. You wish because I think White's at his best when he's emphasized, right? Smart can find his spots. So that's where I. I when Smart I doesn't try the... to do too much, he's good for them. When he tries to yeah. do too much, that's when he gets into trouble. But he's, he's at his best with the ball in his hands, too, you know, making plays. So. I think there'll be a case to start both of them eventually if this Rob thing keeps going where it does and he mm-hmm. needs to play limited minutes right through the playoffs. I'm start, you know, I'm not relenting on it yet because I still think there's the ceiling for this double big line up there. If they can just start to play together enough and gel, uh, they'll, they'll be able to do some amazing things with that group. But if Rob's not himself and they're not able to play enough together as a group, 
doesn't even matter. So you might as well put your best five out there. And right now, I don't think there's any question Derek White's better than Rob. No, there isn't. No, no question. So if you're going to put your best five out there, you know, you know, you know Brogdon's part of this too, which mm-hmm. makes it even tougher. But White uh, should be out there. Um, and we'll see where that goes. Rotations, I think the biggest story tonight and what I'll be writing tonight as well is rotations really in flux now that the Celtics are fully healthy. No Mascala tonight. Grant plays six minutes. Hauser with a good 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, White goes back to the bench. Smart and Rodman play a ton. Uh, and Horford closes late over Rob. And that's where we leave this. Mm-hmm. Some big games coming up. Eight-man rotation tonight. Grant wasn't in it. Yeah. So. Big games coming up. Uh, the East remains really tight at the top. And a team that's been chasing the Celtics hardest. The 76 is the hottest team in the East since late January. Uh, hosting the Celtics for the first time on Saturday. Joe Sway's going down tomorrow. I'll be in in time for shoot-around on Saturday, so we'll have coverage of that on the ground. Uh, that's an 8.30 tip-off, by the way, a late-game Saturday night special. That mm. should be ESPN. Uh, and, you know, those teams have played two kind of stinky games to start this year. I'm waiting for a really good game between these two. Uh, did you see tonight? Um, I don't know if he actually played. Joel Embiid said something to the effect that he's going to have to rest some uh, in the second half or second half here because he I didn't just see ma- the game tonight or I didn't see what what transpired tonight. No. So he played 38 minutes tonight, played well, 27 and 19 with six mm-hmm. re- uh, assists and the win. But Embiid saying he hasn't felt healthy for weeks. Uh, foot thing going on there. They've tried to manage it. He's missed games this year. Oh, they had a fourth quarter comeback tonight, huh? Yeah. So something to look out for. I it's been a weird year with that foot for Embiid, and I don't remember if it's the one he carried early in his career, but foot things in general for these big guys, it's mm-hmm. not going away. And he's never been healthy, at least in recent history, going into the playoffs. So for a team that uh, looks like it's going to inevitably face off with the Celtics at some point in the playoffs, uh, we'll see how healthy Embiid's going to be uh, entering that playoff run, uh, saying that he's going to need a rest down the stretch of the season. Will that include Saturday night's game? You hope not. Uh, and then Celtics, no, he'll play. He'll play. He, 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 likes, he likes going up against the Celtics, I think. So. But look at this run of games, Home Jimmy. Game, six, six Saturday series. night. You're not, you're not sitting that in that game. Big stretch for the Celtics here. What do we got? Sixers. Look, we'll finish the show off with this. What do you got for the uh, coming up? Coming down the Sixers. Knicks on Monday. We'll have live coverage in New York of that one as well. They've been tough. Cavs, finally. We've waited months for a Cavs rematch. They're going to play the Cavs in Boston next week. Wow, um, you're right. This is a this is a stretch and a half here, huh? Nets. Nets, who have been tough. Knicks again, uh, this time in the in TD Garden in a couple weeks. And then Cavs on the road. So those are your next six games. All playoff teams, all potential playoff previews. Love that. Well, this is what it's all about. This is what we said to end the last game of the uh, of the. Before the All-Star break, we said, you know, the season starts when you come back from the break. You know, that's when teams start to really gear up. And, um, you know, you start to really get to see the cream rise to the top here. So, starting to battling for cream position. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. So, <laughs> that's me and you tonight, Bob. The cream of the crop of, of CLNS. We, we were able to rise to the occasion and, and put a show together for the, we always the, good, do. the good people watching at home or at work or on the subway, wherever the hell you guys are, are tonight. But or on demand. Go get that garden. Or on demand. Maybe, 
Yep, podcast. You can find uh, that wherever podcasts are. Uh, again, quick shout out to our sponsors. Yeah. Betterhelp.com slash garden. Get 10% off your first month of therapy there. Uh, find yourself a therapist that works for you right on your phone. And uh, AG1, which I've mm-hmm. struggled to find tonight. Um, Athleticgreens.com slash garden for five free travel packs and a one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. We love them. Guys, get your first purchase. It doesn't have to be a subscription, although you will save money if you do. Um, give it a try and see what you think. And um, you'll feel better for it. You'll start to look better. You'll start to play better. You know, all of a sudden, like, You'll start to feel like you're the main character out there. That's what it's all about. Yep, there you have it. Uh, Celtics beat the Pacers in overtime. Good win tonight, sloppy. Definitely some rust coming out of the break for the Celtics tonight. Maybe some issues long-term that you look at and wonder you know, what's going to happen there. But they shoot hot enough and make some big plays late and grab enough offensive rebounds to beat a pretty pesky Pacers team uh, that has a lot of good players. So I'm happy with this one any final thoughts jimmy from you um no no final thoughts other than the, the hour and 15 that we've i've got all my thoughts out so looking forward yep. to the next few games um bobby i need to thank you for coming to see me last friday at hunters that was a pleasant surprise that was great i know appreciate um, that kwani's had an event coming up there as well um awesome. I think black women in sports her group uh, is going to be heading down there on monday uh, so go check that wow, out before she, uh, she didn't ask me to play check, for it. I'm gonna have to go check that out that. before. Um, they've seen you enough over there. They... <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. I'm gonna have to talk to Kwani about that. I'll be back there tomorrow, though. So if anyone is in Saudi tomorrow, Friday, start your weekend off right. See you at Hunters. I gotta say, best one of the best burgers I've ever had. You, you told me the food was the real deal, and the food is it was. the real deal. Burgers legit. They have unbelievable gumbo. Um, so if you're into that, if you're into that Southern style cooking, give it a shot. So Jimmy performing there tomorrow. What time? Five to eight. So right out of work, you know, a couple of post work beers, get your weekend going and, uh, set, you know, set the, set the vibes going in the right direction again, you know? All right. That's our post game show. And uh, we'll see you Saturday what's night. What's my show. favorite Italian dish? This guy's asked me a hundred times tonight. What's my favorite Italian dish? Um, man, that's tough. Fettuccine Alfredo is, is something that I love, but I can only eat it once in a while because it's so heavy. But like a nice, <laughs> everything Italian's a little heavy. They sell Alfredo sauce. You know, if it's done right, it can really it can really hit. But I mean, I'm, I, I I keep it simple. Something with like a Fra Diavolo sauce. I like a little kick to my sauce. You know, I don't want to just eat a straight marinara. Um, so like mussels fried Diablo is a, an unbelievable appetizer. You know, that's a staple. Um, but you know, like you can't go wrong with a nice chicken parm too. Um, it says Cabanera. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a good he, one. I had a really a good, good one. one in, uh, Italy when I went. Yeah. Italy's a good place to get Italian food, typically speaking. So that was a good, that was a good move by you. Um, maybe John will join us next show. Maybe, well, we know Joe Sway is going to be. Uh, on Sherrod. I don't know what he's up to. He's teaching, I think. Believe it or not, he does he was on vacation. Everyone's just coming youth. back a little slow. I yeah. went away, Jimmy, for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. There I am, right on time. Saw you on the gram. Looks like you were having a good time. Yeah, I caught some caught some warmth down south. So. There you go. I'm ready to go. We're off to Philly. We'll see you Saturday night, 8.30, tip-off. So we'll be on around uh, 11-ish, and we'll talk to you then.